Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Yo, what it do? This is Jake Gray with We Are Memphis, and I'm chilling with Ina Esco with Verbally Effective Podcast. This is Cynthia Daniels, Chief Event Strategist of Cynthia Daniels and & Company, and I'm on Verbally Effective Podcast with Ina Esco. Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I am your host, your double E, Ina Esco. And you know, this podcast is powered by We Are Memphis, our new sponsor. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to hit that subscribe button immediately. That's right. We're streaming on all platforms and also subscribe to the Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. We're going to jump right into it with a beautiful young lady who coins herself as an experienced reviewer with Camille Unlimited. We're going to get all into that. I have Camille Fulton in the building. What's up, beautiful? How you doing? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Well, thank you for joining me today. You know, like I've told you in passing and in person, hey, girl, I've been following you, and you've made some major strides with what you do on social media and in Memphis, just, you know, sharing new new places and new experiences with the city of Memphis. So we're going to dig all into that. But let's start at the beginning. What part of Memphis are you from? North Memphis, deeply rooted. Okay, deeply North, rooted. North. What yes. part of North Memphis? Okay, so my dad's side is from Half Heart. Okay. My, dad, my granddad built the home in High Park, still okay. standing strong. And then my mom's side is actually Smoky City. So Smoky like not City. too far from where we are now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how was it growing up out there in North Memphis? So um, it was great. I guess I did not realize where I was culturally, like as a kid. Um, but I mean, I was at Valentine Elementary. Like I was around a lot of black people. I was a majorette, you know. Okay. like So that I was with. I was deeply, you know, into the culture then and just didn't realize how beautiful everything was. I love North Memphis. Yes, I do, too. I have a <laughs> friend that still lives in Hyde Park to this day. She graduated with me from Lamorne, okay. so I go to Hyde Park okay. and hang out. Yeah, my auntie got gardens and stuff over yes. there. In the gardens, yeah, like, yeah. Yes. Okay, so tell me what the young Camille was into back in the day. Oh, girl, talking. Talking? <laughs> Getting in trouble for talking, yes. Okay. Uh, I was very inquisitive as a child. Um, I don't think I wanted to be, like, heavily evolved like I am now. So I don't know where this, this person now, like, this social butterfly, you know, where mm-hmm. she came to be. But I was always, like, asking other questions. I wanted to go places and see things. And um, as a kid, my parents would try to expose me to certain things, what we could afford, you -hmm. know, what we could afford to do, and just what we had time to do. We got two working parents sometimes. It's not always easy for them to expose you to so many different things, you know, running you around the city. But 
We were driving around, you know, see Germantown from time to time and kind of see, you know, <laughs> yes. it's a pretty house. I think windows open, you know, so we mm-hmm. can see what the decor is like. But I just always wanted more. I was never satisfied. Okay. So I don't know. I don't think it was dangerous. Yeah. But it was definitely like, okay, this girl is being insatiable. Like, ah! She want to do something else tomorrow. Like, what's going on? Okay. <laughs> you know, ain't nothing wrong with being inquisitive. I have yeah. a, a eight-year-old. I have an eight-year-old and a 17-year-old. That eight-year-old is way more inquisitive mm. than my 17-year-old okay. was. But I embrace it. I embrace it to the fullest. But, um... Let's talk about um, your high school you attended. Which which high school did you attend? So, crazy enough, I ended up going to Cordova. Hi, you my know na- I, kn- I know, right? I know. <laughs> um, we ended up moving. Mm-hmm. There was an opportunity for us to purchase our own home. I'm saying us, like, I'm the one to help pay for it. But mm-hmm. my parents were able to purchase their uh, first home there. And so, because in North Memphis, my family has always owned property. Now, this wasn't for them to go and sell and rent out and all that to make money off of it. It was honestly like, so when we wanted to move back to Memphis, we could. And my parents mm-hmm. did that. They moved from Kansas and Birmingham and came back wow. to Memphis. So we had somewhere, you know, to live. And so now it's time, you know, for them to better purchase a home. And they purchased it in Cordova. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't a big fancy. You know, we weren't in, in that part yet. So getting to Cordova, it was like I was seeing folks that, like, I would have grown up with, you know, quote-unquote grown up with, and then the, you know, people that were very wealthy. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little hard for me to, like, mm-hmm. get in there like because a, like I, a didn't, culture shock. I didn't really understand it. Like, so mm-hmm. y'all just got money? So y'all, I mean, you just driving the bins to <laughs> They were doing it like that at Cordova. Yeah, it was like, and, you know, whether they was flogging or not, either way, it's like I hadn't seen it for real. So, yes. yeah, but I went to Cordova. <laughs> wow. Um, let me let me back up a bit. Are okay. you uh, an only child or do you have any I'm siblings? I'm an only child. Okay. Yeah. I was getting only child vibes. Where are you? Where are you? I just shy a little away bit. From it just a little bit. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Let's talk about what happened after you graduated from Cordova. Okay. So I went to Alabama A and M University. And I why was, did you choose Alabama A and M HBCU? That's me. Not. I always wanted more. Okay. Um, I had, was fully accepted into TSU. I knew I was going to HBCU. Like, that was, mm-hmm. uh, it was a given. Was right? that something that was instilled in you growing um, up? Um, My parents always gave me options and a choice. Because mm-hmm. I think they always knew I would make the right decision. You know, whatever it was, like they would kind of mm-hmm. trust me. We toured a lot of schools. They just kept things open. They said, you know, what they liked. My dad was like, well, you know, I could drive here you know, on the day mm-hmm. and come back in the day, you know, if something ever happened. So, I thought about TSU. My best friends went there. I mean, it's a great, you know, institution. But then I was like, I would love to be outside of Memphis. Okay. Um, and see what that's like. Mm-hmm. And so I was at A&M. So I've been a bulldog ever since. Bulldog. Where did yeah. you major in, Camille? Marketing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Majored right. in marketing. So yes. we... It was tough to get up out of here, so don't let them say that HBCUs are not hard. That is so they true. They are. How did you enjoy your HBCU experience? I was involved every single year in SGA. Okay. I was on the executive board when I became a sophomore, like, and did not change. Mm-hmm. And it, it has become a family to me. Like, we're still really close. I was just mm-hmm. at, you know, our old vice president's, like, uh, well, not old, but former vice president's uh, wedding just a couple of months wow. ago. So it was just, it was definitely... A family, I, I felt pulled in, and mm-hmm. I felt like I actually had a circle. Not that I didn't before, but it's like when you're out on your own and you're in college and you're away from everybody that you mm-hmm. knew, 
you start to feel like a sense of like I gotta have a village for real. That's true. And so that's what I had. So I loved it. That's true. You always going back to alumni weekends, oh, homecoming. Yes, I helped plan some of our alumni events. Yeah, everything like it was a fundraiser. It's called Give Coming. So shout out mm-hmm. to that team because. They were some uh, great people. We raised, raised a couple thousand dollars, so I hope, you know, next following years. Yes. We're able to do something else. But, yeah, I love to see the advancements that are happening on the campus yes. and then all the success stories. Like, mm-hmm. I'm loving to see what's happening with these babies. I call them babies, and I don't know why I guess so old like that. But I'm just uh, glad to see what's happening with them. I know man. you are. I yeah. know you are because I, I keep a, a, you know, close uh relationship with Lamorna one that's my alumni mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of changes going on right yes. now that I'm very proud of yeah. that's much needed here yes. in the city of Memphis so I'm loving the whole HBCU what did you do with that marketing degree when you graduated oh so funny enough I went into sales okay and so I ended up getting an opportunity to move to Baton Rouge Louisiana mm-hmm. to work with I mean, I don't know whether y'all know about Marlboro and Black and Mouse and Philip Morris and mm-hmm. all their tobacco companies. But, yeah, I worked for the, for their parent company. Okay. Um, for five years, I was there. What were you doing with them? So, I was ooh, I was in the trenches. <laughs> so, you were selling. the ones that was in the store. Yes. The great thing about the products, though, they sold themselves. So, yeah. you got stuff like that, just... A little simple, yeah. right? And so, but I learned a lot. I learned mm-hmm. a lot about myself. I mean, again, I was somewhere alone, having to rebuild. And, you know, I definitely tried to find community in Baton mm-hmm. Rouge, you know, church, and just mm-hmm. any way I could. But it just was not the same as being home. Yes, <laughs> Baton Rouge is Baton Rouge is a little bit smaller, than a lot smaller than Memphis. I it, have family it, in Baton Rouge. Yeah, it is. And even then, this was 2012 through 2017, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit smaller than it was now. But mm-hmm. so, you know. They got of, some good food, though. They do, and it was a lot of trips to New Orleans. A okay. Lot, a lot of meeting new coworkers like, hey, girl. Yes. We're going to come and visit you and welcome <laughs> you type of thing. So, but it, it was yes. cool. So that, straight out of college, being able to do something like that, you know, driving a company car and all that. I was like, okay, this is what being able to enjoy life feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was, I was like, okay, I'm ready to come home. You ready to come home? <laughs> so come home. you were homesick and came back to Memphis. I did. Um, something clicked where I was like, you're not happy. But I didn't realize, like, it was okay for me not to be happy and change it. I just thought, you know, you got a job, girl. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You got benefits. You're not paying for gas. Like, you know, I'm like all of this. I, I couldn't, like, really balance my feelings with all of it. And so finally I was like, girl, you are crying in the shower. You mm. need to you need to go see your people. Mm. I was home every weekend. I was driving six hours every Friday. Wow. And then I was leaving at like 2 o'clock in the morning on Monday mm. just to be home. And yes. I said, I can't, I can't even keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And... 2017, I came back home, and I have not regretted it. Came back home. Mm-hmm. Did you come back home to a, a job? I did not. So you said, <laughs> forget your Philip Morris. And I'm not a risk taker, for okay. real. And so that was a lot for me to even decide to do. Wow. Like, me sitting in that two-week notice, mm-hmm. they were even like, Camille, we actually don't want you to leave so soon. They tried to counter. They were like, let's figure, let's try to figure something out. They even tried to get me to Memphis with my same job. They just didn't, they did not want me to go, which mm. I mean, that I, I feel honored, you know, cause mm-hmm. they could just replace me. Right. Yes. But, um, they couldn't figure it out. And so I just was like, well, I think it's, it's my time. So when you got back to Memphis after leaving your job, what was different? About Memphis, about family, or just about... I felt like I had missed a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I hadn't kept up good. I even, like, had a guy baby at the time. Well, by that point, maybe, maybe the second one was, may have been here. And it just, I was like, 
I can't catch up. I remember my parents. I came home one weekend when I was going through the transition time trying to figure out what I was going to do. And my parents had got a new dishwasher. <laughs> you was like, what is going I on? I was like, living. <laughs> like, y'all didn't tell me about this. Like, because so I said, nah, I got to nah, gotta be back. And mm-hmm. so once I came back, I was like, this is a just a big change. You know, I had to move different financially. Mm-hmm. I had to try to, you know, just kind of get back in the scene and see what was going on. Welcome with open arms because my... Most of my friends had to move back, too. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a big change there, but I was like, okay, but now I actually want to be doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not high school Camille anymore. So Yes, yeah. yes. But the landscape had definitely changed. The playing field in Memphis had changed by 2017. Okay, okay. So <laughs> let's jump into that because okay. you are a self-proclaimed experience yeah. reviewer. Tell the verbally effective audience, audience what that means, Camille. So I knew I wasn't a foodie. Right, and so at the time, so I started the blog last July. So it's only been out a year, right? And mm-hmm. so, but by that point, I was like, I don't really want to talk about food. I like going to restaurants. I mean, love them. Love a good happy <laughs> hour. I mean, my profile says I have a two-drink minimum because I do. Like, I, I love that. But I was like, I don't know if I'm the voice for that because if it's good, I'm going to eat it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to critique, you know, all these restaurants. And so I said, well, that's not really what I do, so I can't call myself, you know, a food reviewer. And so, but then I was like, I like going to events and things. And so mm-hmm. what ended up happening was I just decided to, like, do a video for someone who had opened up Post 901 Selfie Studio, basically mm-hmm. had just opened. And so I just had some, you know, some stuff on my phone, so I just kind of threw it together. This was not planned. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about really doing this for real. I just did it to help promote, and it ended up. People liked it. And I was like, for real? Like, y'all want to hear me talk on this day? And so it just went from there. But I realized I wasn't just giving people, oh, this is good. You Mm -hmm. should go here. I was telling them, hey, this is how much it costs. Mm -hmm. This is where you can park. Mm -hmm. I enjoy with, you know, these servers. I would list their names. I would talk to the manager about anything they had coming up. If it's an event, I'm like, you know, so what's next? And how do people buy tickets? Like, Mm -hmm. I was really asking for real questions. But it's really for myself. But then I was like, well, I'm just going to make a post about it and yes you were giving details you know what you were giving Mm -hmm. details and you give your personality yeah you know (laughs) you're giving Camille and 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 it's you know authentic Mm -hmm. organic and you can tell because you can tell (laughs) when they not being authentic (laughs) with the reviews and you know what I had an event um a pod box event where you know we're um having community with podcasters local podcasters in memphis and mr marcus with unapologetically memphis came and he told me about you and he was like yeah i work with uh camille unlimited you know i do a lot of her reviews because we were asking him you know how did you build your brand so big and he told me that he worked with you and yeah i enjoyed it off like yes and everyone he reposted one for the first time i was like oh they reposted me and i was like thank you but I remember being scared of the comments. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to use the word scared, which, I mean, it kind of was. I was, like, nervous, like. So why do you say that, say? Camille? Well, because, you know, social media has this way of, like, rating people. Mm-hmm. You know, not even judging, but they're going to rate you based on so many things. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this was just for my friends. You know, my page just happens to be public, you know. But mm-hmm. so for them to repost it, I was just kind of like, okay, you got to rebuild this tough skin you know mm-hmm. just because you have a love for Memphis and what you do everybody might not feel that way so I had to get myself prepared for that but I was I was so happy when they posted because I'm just mm-hmm. like really somebody had to tell me actually that they had posted something yeah. I couldn't even tell you what the first one was but um I started getting like follows and stuff which 
I, I don't have a lot of followers and stuff now, but the engagement is like crazy. And I yes. got people asking me questions about, you know, where to take their girlfriends because they saw it on Unapologetic with Memphis. Wow. And I'm like, I got to see who this is. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but yes. yeah, scary in a way, but it just, you know, it just got to gotta be tough well it looks like a lot has come from you and this experience reviewer lifestyle um i see you've partnered with quite a few people um one being cynthia daniels and company how did that come about yes that's that's my girl um i've been i've been claiming her as my mentor even though she don't know it yet but (laughs) it's uh that was good and, and we just Met on social media again. And, <laughs> and you all are so roars. Yeah, we are. Yes. But at the time, like, we weren't that. Yeah. So I didn't even, wow. or I didn't. And they come to find out, like, she also graduated from a Yep. And so it was just like, oh, match made. You know <laughs> So I was very thankful for the opportunity to work with her and her team because, I mean, they are Oh, like really good. Yes. <laughs> Very good. And she runs a tight ship and everybody respects it. And I just mm-hmm. like to see, you know, women in general. But when I see black men, black men and women who are like really just owning their mm-hmm. work for real, I'm just like, I need to pay attention. Like, this is how things are supposed to be done. And like, mm-hmm. do it with so much grace and respect. Yes. Um, Because people work well with her, you mm-hmm. know. So, and she puts a lot of people on. So, it's been great working with their whole team. She has a lot of stuff coming up. Yes. So she I'm always hoping so I could just be able to get in the door sometimes. You'll be in that door, honey. <laughs> yeah. You'll be in that door. It's now, great talk to the people about, you know, how do you become a brand ambassador? Because I know you're a brand ambassador for a uh, different organization. Mm-hmm. How does that relationship come about? So this is something that's really new to me. So I'm learning. Um, I cannot say I'm the most professional person when it comes to that because I'm like I'm not sending invoices and I'm not I'm just saying okay where I need to be type of thing because I still feel like this is like community work mm-hmm. in a way um but what the local businesses in Memphis are doing is just kind of like reaching out to those who they feel like has something to say towards their brand um mm-hmm. that is you know ultimately going to make people like Take a look at it, you know, mm-hmm. click on this link, look at this page, um, might be, maybe even come by, you know. And so what some of them have done, they just say, hey, we like your work. What does it take to, you know, get you to, you know, look at certain stuff? But I have turned some down yes. um, just because it's just it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope they don't come back to bite me. But I, but I always try to be respectful, too. Mm-hmm. when I do say, you know, maybe not now, but... But that's uh, a good trait to learn early on, yeah. being able to say no True. to things that you don't feel that align with what yeah. you're doing. I actually gave a whole speech about that one time and still didn't live by it. So now I'm mm. trying to really say mm-hmm. no because uh, certain opportunities just may not be for you. But mm-hmm. then when they are, they're going to feel a lot better. So I have sent them to other people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get it that way. So is the community big here in Memphis? No, it's not, but it should be because okay. it's so many talented people out there who, and not even just talented, but creative. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just you all in this room, like everyone has so much to offer. You just got to tap into it, but it's still small here because I still think that Memphis is one of those places where we are small as a city, but our mindsets are like growing out. And so we're having a hard time trying to, you know, put the pieces together so that we can all work together better yeah. and effectively. Working together, that's, you know, the, that's the yeah, key. Yeah, we, I love collab work. I mean, I, you know, so. Yeah. But I, 
We got a little work to do, but we're gonna get there. We gonna get there. Mm-hmm. We gonna, we were we're undergoing a renaissance right now. Of there, course, we're there gonna get go. there. there. Of course, have it into it. <laughs> <laughs> what have been some of the most memorable experiences you've had? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I have enjoyed everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bring my friends along, so mm-hmm. I I do have some really great um, circles mm-hmm. here, and so we find the best time out of every time. Um, if I'm going to a hole in the wild, which you know, I love a good hole in the wild. Okay, now. Hold like on. come on, that's just an all around good time. Yes. Like the expectation is so minimal, and that's not to say that the business ain't gonna be good. It's mm-hmm. just it's the fact that like I can just kind of go here, and you know, I ain't got to put no heels on stuff, and I'm gonna have a great time mm-hmm. being here. And so, um, of course, like any Cynthia Daniels event is also like amazing to me because she brings out the masses. Mm-hmm. And so when you have something like that going on in your city, you're like, oh, I got to be there. Mm-hmm. I, I plan my day around this. Okay. So <laughs> a lot of great experiences. I wish I could put my finger on one, but mm-hmm. I know it's so, it's so many more coming up, too. So Yes, it's a lot coming <laughs> I'm up. I'm going to circle back this in a year, too. <laughs> Look, it's a lot coming up. And I notice, you know, you travel quite often. How do you compare Memphis to the cities that you frequent? Um, I, I, it's hard to compare Memphis to anything. Um, mm-hmm. just like it's hard to compare, compare like New Orleans to something. It's mm-hmm. tough. Um, but in comparison, if I had to say something, I think we're growing at a faster rate and mm-hmm. I just hope we are going to be able to catch up with these innovative ideas that we have coming across our yeah. landscape landscape. So, yes. Yeah. Now I saw on your bio, are you teaching some classes coming up? A certification? So Tell I me. am, um, I'm trying to get into, and it's actually called customer experience. So mm-hmm. it's an actual certification out there where I just want to be more educated about these opinions that I'm giving people mm-hmm. about their businesses. So mm-hmm. if I'm sitting here critiquing stuff and I don't really have the background to do that, people are less likely to be like, this girl knows what you're talking but about. But what dictates the background to have um, an experience? Some of those letters behind your name sometimes. It's mm. a little tough and because I'm, I'm also in project management for my full-time mm-hmm. job. So sometimes having, you know, some of those letters behind your name just gives you a more educated opinion and thought process mm-hmm. to how to actually, like, not just get feedback, but help these people apply feedback. Right. So it makes it a little bit different. But right. um, this is very new. Okay. So I think People are still kind of working out the kinks of how they want to use this, but it is pretty successful. Because you've been doing this, what, the last year? Just a year, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Girl, okay, so you mentioned <laughs> engagement. Your engagement is off the roof, but that's what matters yeah. on social media. The yeah. more engagement, the followers are going to come. Yeah. So what you going to do when you hit 100K, 1 million? My thing, you know what? You're going to send them invoices. But I don't want. To, I don't even want to hit that kind of number. I don't even want to hit that How kind of number. How can you control that? I, you can't. You mm-hmm. can't. But I don't even want to hit that kind of number. I I just want people to be able to actually try some of these places out mm-hmm. and get out of their own comfort zone. Because I was in it for a long time, mm-hmm. and it almost crushed me as a person. Wow. So now I feel like I'm finally opening myself up. To gotcha. Wow. Now, you know, I feel like you're an expert on Memphis, right? Tell us about a place that we may not know about that we need to experience. Okay, but, like, now we got to get into what kind of place. Because people got mad at me last time. For, Why? What happened? You, people don't really like for you to uncover their gyms and they little oh, spots. Okay. Okay. I think these are nice spots. But these are public places, right? <laughs> They're public places for sure. Okay. Um. Now, I do think 
I will say after bed, after bed, anywhere in Memphis that is going to offer live music, mm-hmm. you should go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one place in particular. Now, this isn't even music, but a high tone on Mondays, mm-hmm. there is a poetry, like, mm-hmm. open mic. Mm-hmm. I just happened to be looking on the event, and was like, oh, I want to go to that. Bought a ticket and just went, me and my cousin. And... That wouldn't be my usual scene, like, what I may post about. But I made sure to post about it because the talent, it doesn't just go, you know, like, we associate Memphis with music and food, right? Because that, that's what fuels our city. Mm-hmm. But doggone it, if we don't have some creative writers here, mm-hmm. actors, you know, I don't, even they could just be reading something from a paper and I just was sitting there like, amazing, you know, mm-hmm. just at what was happening in front of me and so, like, that's one of the small things, and they're very low-key people, I think, that are running it, too. But I really want people just to go because you don't know what can be unleashed because they say, hey, just get on the mic. Yes. You don't know what's about to happen. You That's know true. who's going to be discovered there. So mm-hmm. if there is an open mic night in Memphis, um, if there is any place that, you know, there it's going to be various artists there doing whatever it is they do, mm-hmm. whether they're dancing, rapping, singing, so, just go. Yeah. And it's a lot of that. Just go. It's a lot of that in Memphis. My mm-hmm. uh, good friend, Fat Mac, he does a lot of open mic. I in have the city. met him. Yes. 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 He got it going on, girl. <laughs> but look, we're about to jump into Esco's Pop Talk. Okay. We're going to update these people on some pop culture news. And we kind of chatted just a little bit about oh, yes. this before we began. <laughs> yeah. You know, Beyonce got the new album, Renaissance, out. She does. And Act what were your what were your first thoughts when you heard the album? I was not at first. I was like, "Girl, I thought we was gonna be drunk in love again." You know, <laughs> I, I thought we was gonna have a different feeling. But like I said, I I definitely have to listen to it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is a creative genius. Yes, she is in her own right. I'm like the transitions, mm-hmm. the lyrics. Have you just really listened to it? She talking cash she money is. on this she Renaissance is. album. She is doing her thing. And like, I just, it feels like you supposed to be riding, you know, with the windows down while your girls mm-hmm. in the car, like yes. completely feeling yourself on a summer day. Like That's what it feels like. It, it feels good. So I'm like, at first I was like, Oh, I wanted something different. You know, you mm-hmm. could have gave me lemonade again, but I, I feel like I, I see what she's doing. And it's just the first act. I saw somebody on the second act. Right, this is just the it's first act. Or something. We, we don't know what we're going to get. But it feels good. We, we all we need to feel good. Beyonce surprised us with this one because you said it might be a, 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 a gospel act because <laughs> the song entitled Church Girl is was nasty. Not okay. It was not. God was not pleased with that one, y'all say. It looked like she sampled uh, that old DJ Jimmy in that one and she just getting booked. She she said, "Listen, look, this is me, and this is what we do." Yes, <laughs> so. yes. Now I know you've heard the controversy surrounding um, Khalees um, with the sample or interpolation. Yeah. Um, did you see Khalees come down your social media timeline with the rant? Absolutely, especially on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Like, ooh. I thought that she should have held up a little bit. We'd be so quick to get to that phone mm-hmm. and post some stuff. I've been guilty of it. Mm-hmm. So I have to do a post and delete situation. <laughs> but, nah, she should have definitely chilled because, for what I understand about it, because I, I be having to fact check and Google what I see. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Pharrell was actually, you know, the yeah. person who would have been contacted about this because of what he owns. But that mm-hmm. also lets you know that women really need to step up to the plate when mm-hmm. it comes to really owning the work that mm-hmm. they're doing, which is why I can see why Beyonce 
probably tried to, you know, include in something, and yeah. it kind of backfired. But she should have held out. It big, it backfired big time. But I see B pulled the the interpolation she off did. of the album. Do she you think did. they had a woman to woman talk? I don't. You don't. I don't. I don't think. I'm not sure if she's like. I'm gonna spend my time talking to you. Not be, be yeah, not the woman to woman type. <laughs> and then after you was very disrespectful, you know, she said some mm-hmm. stuff on the internet. I don't... So B just said, "I'm gonna handle it like this. I'm just gonna take you out for here." I mean, if I had, if I could do it, if I had big money to do it, mm-hmm. I sure would. And then yeah. you know, it was also something she took off. Um, it, something might have been disrespectful to a certain community. I, I can't say. I, I really don't know which which one it was, but. Um, she, she was like, okay, that word is not good. Okay, I'm going to take that out. Oh, Lizzo yeah. did the same thing. And I'm like, yeah. see, I like that we can just do that. Yeah. It's not on the CD. Like, it's, it's if it's not on a printed album, it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But Because, oh. look, I heard Monica Lewinsky was like, came yeah, out of the WeWorks. Like, and she was like, and well, I, I need her to take my name off get, of the song. She got to get out of this. You know, <laughs> she, she kind of got to let leave this alone. <laughs> it's not her time. Girl, your time is fast. Yes, Monica. You should have said something a long time okay. ago. Wow. Your time is past, sweetie. Oh, my God. Okay, so I want you to listen to that renaissance again with your girls, especially when y'all getting ready to go out and have an experience. Right. Okay? Get that two-drink minimum. Here. Yes. Okay. I want you to tell everybody that's interested in doing what you do, Camille, being an experienced reviewer. And I really kind of put it in the category as well with social media influencer because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they parallel a lot. What advice do you have for these people? Um, not not just, you know, tactics on social media, but mentally as well. Because I know you've been through it all. Yeah. Um, my advice for someone who, you don't wait for it to be perfect. Like, if you have something that you want somebody to see, even if it's not a review for somebody else, um, just kind of just put it out there. Um, I do not call myself an aesthetically pleasing girl like why because you know we we gotta get stuff in a certain position and our you know our lighting has to be right mm-hmm. now I'm just not that person mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm but that's also something that I just don't have in me if I could probably do it really well I probably would. but that's why it's giving <laughs> Camille so, right and so but I, I'm embracing <laughs> it I think I'm yes. embracing it but yes. so I just feel like we gotta get out of like the mindset that we have to look a certain way or do mm-hmm. something a certain way in order to put something out like okay you got to type on this it's fine i put out something today that i forgot to put all the captions on there like Mm -hmm. i just said hey turn your sound on like you have to you you. have to get out of that mindset but it's also you also have to find the balance between who you are on social media versus who you are in your regular everyday self and i think that if you continue to be like genuine and authentic with people, that's how they'll rock with you. Mm-hmm. So it might not be that you get all the followers, but they might still be checking your page. Yeah. Um, the some advice that I could give somebody too is to um if they're going into this field where they do want to review some stuff, um, make sure that you're honest, but make sure that you're still like respectful to these, you know, small businesses or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because they trying. They <laughs> like, trying. They're really trying, you know, let them know that you you're gonna put something out and Help. They they really appreciate that kind of stuff, and they're very they very kind about it. I know I I kind of played around with a restaurant one day when they they gave me like plastic uh, wear to eat a steak or whatever. <laughs> but we we joked about it, and even when I came back, because I went back, of course, and they was like, mm-hmm. "We got you, we got a real knife now, something like that." But you know they appreciate certain feedback, give it to them in a very respectful way, and I have even also been like. 
can I email you some things mm-hmm. if I don't want to put this on the page? So, um, and then so you're giving good feedback. Well, and I, I mean, I try to, and I ain't going to take it, you know, but if they yeah. do, that would be great. But like you said, <laughs> yeah. you're respectful. I, and I try to be, I yeah. really do. I try to be, um, cause you got to have some tech. I didn't always have it. I had to learn it. I had to be humbled mm. by somebody to get it. So, and that might be another tip too. Just, you know, maybe if they didn't see it and they didn't take it the way you wanted to take it, don't trip. Right. It's your content. If you like it, you like it. Yes. That's some great <laughs> advice, Camille Fulton. Um, let the verbally effective audience know what you got coming up, lady. Oh, goodness. Okay, so um, <laughs> I, I believe people have heard about the renovations at Southland, so I do have something with them coming up. I'm excited about uh, some good, you know, date night stuff when y'all want to go, you know, bring stuff out across the bridge. Um, I do have something that's coming up that I have – I've named right now is curating Memphis, um, mm-hmm. trying to highlight some more of these small businesses, but also just the actual people that's behind them. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't hear enough about some of the owners and some of the people, brand influencers and all mm-hmm. that that might be behind it. So trying to get something like that off. And then, um, of course, some things with Cynthia Daniels and Imperfect Perfection Beauty Spa. Um, they are trying to help your girl get this high blood pressure and stuff down. Okay. So okay. I'm working with them to do that for some wellness. So I hope that that encourages, and I'm putting all my business out there too, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but <laughs> I hope that encourages uh, somebody else out there that might need to change a couple of things, you know, in life to you know, be I, a little look, so. I think you are, I think you are encouraging people. You just told us you've been doing this a year and look how far you come. I, you know what? And I appreciate you saying that. Cause I don't, I keep saying just a year, but on a different way than you're saying it. So thank you. I'm going to have to look at that differently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tell everybody how they can continue to follow your journey, Camille. Okay. So I'm Camille.unlimited on Camille.unlimited on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, I'm CP Fulton, if y'all ever want to just, you know, holler at me there. And then I do have a website that is CamilleUnlimited.com. So, I can be found there. Awesome. Thank you. Camille, you are indeed verbally effective, and you keep being your authentic, genuine self. Because you're really encouraging me today. Because, like you said, you know, with your advice, you know, you think you got to look perfect and stuff to come on the camera. Not saying I got to look perfect, but I just won't do it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing my producer. Like, you need to do a video. I'm not doing no video. Girl, I had to get my hair done. It depends on what you're comfortable with, too. It depends on what you're comfortable with. Yes. Yes. But I think I'm just overreacting about it. Like, just, I I just need to execute. Yes. See, I like to run my mouth, but that camera, Lord Jesus. (laughs) It is different. I'm trying, like, the not. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to follow some of your advice today, Camille. I have really enjoyed you today. Great job for your first podcast. I feel like many more are a coming. They're going to be in your DMs. What them DMs looking like before we go? A mess. (laughs) A mess. (laughs) A mess. And I'd be really trying to respond. I'm just going to have. Okay, that'll be a whole nother <laughs> podcast right there. Thank you so much, Camille <laughs> Fulton, you, our experience reviewer with Camille Unlimited. She's doing big things. Make sure you guys follow her. And I think that, you know, she's going to curate some of her own stuff like she talked Girl, about and get bigger and better. That's right. And thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast powered by We Are Memphis. Be sure to subscribe on all streaming platforms and that Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. Thanks. Boom.